Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where at last England have got something to celebrate. That's right. The heroes of the SCG have done it. They they pulled it off against all of the odds. A draw against Australia. They will not go down in history as a side that were whitewashed. I, I don't think they can officially be called the worst England team in history now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that honour belongs to Kevin Peterson and the 2006-07 side. Um Max, you're with me. I'm Jack Hope. Max Roe Brown, you're with me. How are you doing, Max? Are you happy? Uh, yeah, oh, I'm delighted, Jack. You know, uh, as much as we can um, try and stay uh, grounded at the fact that realistically what we've done is uh, just about avoid losing a game that had quite a lot of rain in it. It's something, isn't it? It's something to hold on to. It's a bit of cheer for the England fans after uh, a rather a long winter of discontent. So good stuff. Yeah, what well on the boys. Yes, and we are joined by uh, Cameron Ponzombi. Oh, is that right? Have I got it right that time, Cameron? Yeah, it's fine. Sounds good <laughs> to me. Ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> Ballpark, correct. Um, which, which, which is all, all we're aiming for, really. Uh, Max, we have a sponsor for this show. Before, before we get into the cricket and, and talk about said heroes of the SCG, uh, who is that sponsor, and what do our listeners need to know? Indeed, yes. Uh, very happy to say that our uh, all of our Fourth Test shows sponsored by Serious Cricket, who provide a whole array of cricket equipment that you can uh, you can buy as we uh, as we approach the. Uh, it's sunny outside. It makes you think. England are good at cricket, maybe because we drew a game against Australia. It's sunny outside. That makes you head over to SeriousCricket.co.uk and and use that enthusiasm to to buy yourself some new gear for the uh, for the season ahead and do that using the code TCP10 as a valued listener, which will give you ten percent off uh, all the cricket equipment at Serious Cricket. Uh, yeah, I, I think my internet might have dropped just in the middle of that little pitch. So to to reiterate, SeriousCricket.co.uk TCP10 for ten percent off cricket equipment. 
Um, go over there. It's important to us that our, our sponsors get benefit from our, our pitches. <laughs> so if you, if you like the podcast, go and, go and buy your cricket equipment from them uh, and, and use that code. I will be doing that shortly. Uh, I, I need some new spikes before the season starts. Probably need some new, new strides as well. So um, double double purchase for me, uh, I, I think. Um, Max, what, what happened last night? For people who, you know, we've got a, a portion of our audience mainly based in England, uh, I think sort of catch up on the day's play through this podcast. The summary is a crucial part of, of, of that catch-up process. Oh I didn't know if that was important. This, this is a crucial summary, which, which we've, mm. we've, we've, we've just said is a crucial part. This is doubly crucial today. What, what happened last night? Yeah, well, it was, it was the denouement, the climax, the, uh, the final throws of, uh, of Act 5 of scene four of Ashes 2022. And um, it started, well, it was well, it was a topsy-turvy day to an extent, but it started, as you might expect, with uh, Haseeb Hamid getting out. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that's fine. That happens. We're, we, 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 we've come to deal with that. That's not a problem. Zach Crawley, on the other hand, batted absolutely beautifully for 77 with uh, a lovely array of beautifully timed clips off the legs and drives down the uh, ground, I think. Uh, for Australia's paces and England looked like they were going to be uh, going to be all right until Milan just left basically a, a straight ball from Nathan Lyon and it got to lunch with England three down and I, I think at that point you're sort of thinking it's uh, it's it's even like you know you've we've lost to Megan Crawley but they've probably done better than you'd expect Milan's gone cheaply which is a disappointment um, but you know uh, still got our the, the main the main body of that team is still there. Root, Stokes, and uh, and Bear had to come. They hadn't at that point got the batter out, so it was um, yeah. it yeah. was it was we were in a good position. Yes. Um, after lunch, there was some rain to cheer the England fans even more. So a bit of a delay. Things things looking further up, and um, and that middle session. I mean, it was as uh, as positive in terms of England getting a draw as you can hope. Joe Root fell to Scott Boland, who seems to have switched bunnies from Cameron Green to Scott Boland now. Um, mm. But aside from that, Ben Stokes and, um, and Johnny Bairstow batted beautifully. Stokes was uh, his counter-attacking best at times, taking on the short ball. And uh, again, uh, putting putting aside any thoughts of the pain in his side. England losing only one wicket before T. Uh, four down with one session to go. And surely even this England side couldn't blow it from there. Um, unfortunately, that's never the case, is it, with this England side? And there is always more drama to be had as uh, as Stokes fell, England five down, and um, but still five down with the uh, eighteen overs left in the play. Even England, surely at this point, can't make it that that much of a of a problem to see it out. But that that isn't to account for Pat Cummins and and new ball, and he produced uh, a pretty devastating spell. Removed Josh Butler. And one of the most uh, disgusting in-swinging Yorkers Mark Wood has probably ever seen in his entire life. If you actually freeze the frame where he reviewed the decision <laughs> and see the point of the contact <laughs> on DRS, he is halfway onto the floor <laughs> at the point the ball strikes his legs. And, um, and England suddenly down to, uh, down to Leach, Broad uh, and Anderson to, to see us home. But Leach, Leach did a Leach. Leach 
brought back his thoughts of Headingley and uh, and batted absolutely beautifully. And with the light fading and Steve Smith having to come on to bowl with three overs to go. I mean, it was home and home, wasn't it? Three, three wickets left. Fine, not a problem. But no, Steve Smith actually bowled a really good ball. Leach fitted it to the slips. And <laughs> we're down to Rod Anderson to see out the last two overs. And some nightmares, I think, recurring of uh, that Sri Lanka test uh, way back when uh, Anderson fell off the last ball, if you if you remember that. Perhaps uh, palpitations amongst England fans. But but this time around, they saw it out. And, uh, and England's veteran seamers saw out Lyon, Smith, and uh, and they managed to um, escape the beaches of, of Dunkirk and back to, back to Blighty with something of a result. There's a lot to unpack today. Um, there's there's Zach Crawley who turned into Michael Vaughan. Um, <laughs> there's there's Scott Boland who continues to terrorise the England team. The, better than Akshar Patel, I think we can say that for sure now. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's Pat Cummins, frankly ludicrous spell. That that ball he bowled to Mark Wood, and I'm 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 going to say this now, maybe the best ball I've ever seen in cricket. <laughs> it, it was it was it was preposterous. Um, and the ball to ball to Butler to get Butler out wasn't too bad as well. You've got the fact that three England players are, are, are on their last legs. Bairstow couldn't hold the bat. Butler's gone home with a broken <laughs> finger. Um, ben Stokes, they're going to assess before the, the next test, but but has a side chain. He was, he's, he's playing cricket with an injury that is notoriously difficult to play cricket with. It's, will, it's normally be bowling. We know that. Yeah, much. It's normally a, like a like a two three month out type thing. Um, then you've got Jack Leach digging deep again. Uh, with with the bat again against Australia again to frustrate you know mostly the same team and, and when do you think when you think England uh, uh, are out of the woods Steve Smith comes on and turns into Shane Warne like he bowls <laughs> <laughs> the over he bowled the, not the last over the last over was was dross but the over he bowled where he got Leach out he bowled six perfect leg breaks they came out they had flight dip drift attacking attacking the stumps and he gets one to just slide on take that edge it was it, it was a day it was a day that had everything and obviously it ends with a draw uh which is for people who don't really understand test cricket they're like oh how can you play a game of five days it ends with a draw but but actually if you if you like test cricket and you understand it and and you you, you want the game to thrive you you always want the draw to be in play because the draw does does two things primarily like one well, it does one thing primarily. What it does is it gives the weaker team a chance to force a result or a chance to get a result that is not negative. The more draws you have in Test cricket, the you know I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, maybe. The more draws you have in Test cricket, I think the healthier the game is, the 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 higher the chances you're going to see a good game. Well, yeah, um, that, that is uh, aside from any climate catastrophes, that that is true. Uh, what do you mean climate catastrophes? Well, if well where, uh, where it rains the entire oh, oh, summer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, no, for sure, for sure. If you get like two days rained off, then it then it is it is disappointing. But a draw that goes the distance, even in a situation here where one side, let's be honest here, Australia thoroughly outplayed England. Um, but what do they score? One hundred and seventy-five more runs. Uh, it only took them fourteen wickets to get that. England are one hundred and seventy-five behind, and it took them five more wickets to get that number of runs. No, they, <laughs> they've, only they've, seventy-five. Oh, whatever. 75. Okay, well, I've uh, yeah, you know, it's they've been. Completely outplayed by a much better Australian side, but because the draw is is on the table as something that England can fight for, you have this amazing day of drama where uh, maybe we saw the rise of a New England 
a New England batter. I, I watched Crawley and I've, I've been a huge Crawley seller for ages. Mm. And I saw him today and I was like, I've seen the light. Um, it occurred to me as well that I am from Crawley and maybe I should support somebody who's presumably named after okay. my hometown. Um, <laughs> are, you, are, you, uh, are you updating your brokerage rating on Crawley from sell to uh, hold? I'm, 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 yeah, maybe a hold. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. hold. Um, we saw Bearstow continue his fight, but we saw that spell from Cummins and it all meant something because of the draw. And if you don't understand test cricket, mm. you think this is a, a, a negative result, but actually... That's the beauty of, of having that yeah. outcome. And that's that's well, why you, cricket, test cricket works as a, as a sport. So we want more draws, is what I'm saying. That's, that's my first point. You say that. I mean, you say that people who don't really understand test cricket will think that's a, a negative result. But it's actually one of those examples where you could sit someone down who doesn't really understand test cricket and be like, watch this, and get them to understand why draws are great. It's like well, that, sure. it's, that's, yeah. it's mm. that, that kind of test, yeah. like Cardiff. Uh, with uh, Panasar and and uh, and 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 that is it's, it's that it's that kind of that yeah. kind of thing. Look, a board draw is boring, but, but I, I yeah. think you need you need you need all three results to be likely to for Test cricket to actually work properly. Um, so some more of this is what I'm saying, Cameron. Mm. Um, we we let you do man of the day yesterday, or, or or I think I gave you a couple of candidates today. I'm not really yeah. sure who 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 yeah. should be the one who stole the headlines. What were your thoughts? I was I was literally thinking I was trying to work out before we came in like what did we learn today and I, I feel like it's one of those days for kind of like a like intangible kind of praise where it's like we showed heart and desire and all that because you want I want to say oh Zach Crawley's the man of the day what a beautiful innings and I'm looking at the card at the moment and you go okay but on the fifth day what and you're trying to save a draw what is the kind of what is your kind of primary currency and it's probably balls faced just trying to take time out of the game and in that sense Stokes and Bearstow faced more than him so he arguably did a better job on that front but then you say oh he's back so beautifully and I don't I don't know who I'd necessarily my map say my man of the day is I'm going to go for Stokes I'm going to go for Stokes and Bearstow uh, as a pair just because they're, they're both broken and they've fronted up and they've effectively saved this match for England through their partnership in the middle so if, if we do shared accolades on the on the cricket podcast I'd um I'd give it to them um, I, I, I think that's that's fair enough. I, I would be tempted to give it to Cummins. I know he only took two wickets and he, he yeah. sort of couldn't force a win, but that spell of bowling to was just so good. They, they, um, I think that's one one. I guess you could actually really praise England for this. Is that if anything, one of the main kind of guilt guilts you associate with a kind of a poor batting lineup is you're like, oh, they're throwing their wicket away or are oh, cheap dismissals. But yesterday, uh, kind of. Crawley, uh, Stokes, sorry, Crawley, Butler and Wood, three of the nine wickets to fall. You're like, don't worry about that one, guys. Come in, come back <laughs> next week. Like it's, there was some really high quality bowling and England have gritted it out on the last day. And I don't know. I'll be really interested to know what like the mood in the England dressing room is like. So I, I, I don't think it's going to be without any kind of celebration, but just kind of a palpable relief of just yeah. like we've achieved something. Like, Did how you much nicer like, is this? I'm, I'm going to bed now, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Did, you see, Did you see Root's um, post-match presser where he uh, looked and may well have been like on the brink of tears through, I think, just <laughs> the sheer emotional relief, uh, like the, the lifting of the weight that this draw has produced, not just in terms of like everything that goes into the match, um, 
and and the fact that we yeah, England had three walking wounded, the the, the coach yeah. wasn't there. Root himself had the dog thrower. He was on the dog thrower yeah. um, before before the match. He didn't get any runs. He was probably frustrated about all of this pressure on just uh, just this match. And then from a more meta point of view, the, the the broader picture, you've got people saying this is the worst team in 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 history. That Root's got a go as captain. That um, it, it, it's disgraceful. They're not showing any fight. Like he's friends with all these people, and presumably he's got a relationship with Silverwood. And and even if he's not reading the newspapers and he's not on social media, which oh, they'll know. Yeah, yeah. I'd advise that they don't. <laughs> they their families will be. It's it's it's, it's they are they are going to know. They they get asked these questions. It's um. It's, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the sledging tactics from Australia involve Warner in the. In the slips, just unfurling a broadsheet of what, <laughs> the, what the latest headlines are. Hey, Joe, um, it says here, it says here, everyone thinks you should be, uh, you should be fired as captain. What, what do you think? What do you... Yeah. Um, so he's had all of that, and, and it's it's through this result. Look, and let's let's from an England perspective, let's just slightly tone it down. It's not, it's not too celebratory. It's it is a situation where. You've just drawn a match. You've been outplayed him. What do you mean? We're, but, we're undefeated in 2022, Jack. Well, the, but yeah, the, but, the, but the narrative now can shift and move on a little bit from what a disgrace. We need to cancel the hundred and, and force all the players. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, it can it can move on a little bit from that. The, the pressure will lift a little bit on on route. You think as captain, he has shown leadership over the last five days. He's had to run the whole circus basically. Um, and 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 I, I think you could see that in, in his interview. He was very calm and composed, and and, and answered the questions in a, in a very Joe Root kind of way. But you could sort of he had like this thousand eye, uh, thousand yard stare, and you could sort of see you're talking about like what the dressing room was like. Like it looked to me like Joe Root wanted to just like look down the camera lens and sort of go fucking come on and really give it the big one, <laughs> and and actually release some of like all of the well some of this. I don't know what is it like frustration. It's not probably not frustration, but this this pent up. Um, oh, I, I, I'm struggling for the word. The the pent upness. The yeah. the well, you it know, needs, what it needs you. a moment. Yeah. It needs a moment of catharsis, doesn't it? Just That's it. The, release the, release the the frustrated energy. Um, I, I think uh, Alistair Cook on, on BT Sport uh, was like, you should go and have a beer and a red wine. I think that'll be the atmosphere. Well, I, I, I think, I think, both, I think be... they both need a red wine, don't they? After the, I think Alistair Cook's still reeling after his uh, one-on-one with Moe and Alan. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a uh, high, high, high drama. Should we talk about Crawley? Um, Cameron, you mentioned him. Yeah. If we do the day sort of in order, that that I guess makes sense. Um, Crawley yeah, so... was the, the big talking point before lunch. Oh, he batted beautifully well, and I don't know if this is um, I don't know if this, this is overly harsh for me or even too kind of over, over too much of a compliment or somewhere in between. But I I watched Crawley yesterday, and I was like, I didn't feel like I learned anything because I was like, I know we all know you can do this. Like this is this is peak Crawley basically, and he kind of it just reminded me of his um, half century in Ahmedabad, and just this guy when he's on. It just everything just looks great. It's a honey trap. You're back back in. He's playing his pools in front of Square. He's driving on the up. You're like, this is this is just great. I'd love to watch this forever, basically. And um, yeah, I, I I think for me, the difference the difference maker for will be for me with Crawley is if we go to the West Indies because he's booked himself in now. Fantastic, brilliant. Is not an 80 off 100, which was, I think, I saw some stat which was like the, one of the best strike rates of an English opener's uh, innings like ever 
or something ludicrous like that. <laughs> well, it's pro- yeah, it's probably over over like twenty runs. It probably is. It's yeah, it's fast. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's got eighty of a hundred. It's like a good old fashioned like ODI knock. But to turn that like so we've seen that level of Crawley where he's kind of banging it, gets two hundred, and we've seen the level of Crawley where he gets less than ten. And just like what I'd do for like a, a sixty off one hundred and forty, and be like, well, back, yeah, see, well, ground out. If I if I, I I was watching it and I was like maybe he's found the formula here maybe this is what Crawley should be doing like just Bang going it. out there yeah 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 like I think we have to accept with Zach Crawley as good as he was like there are some limitations there he's he's not going to be the next Alistair Cook we we shouldn't expect ten thousand test runs from him but I think he's a guy who could average thirty five now the way he gets to 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 that average of thirty five which is if you're an english opener and you average thirty five you are you're a good player by the way that this is not yeah. this isn't this isn't me being disrespectful to him that's 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 something that's like a, a far above replacement level player if you are averaging mm. thirty five opening the batting um playing half your tests in England I think the way he gets there is playing like he did yesterday and and trying to cash in on every yeah. mistake the bowler makes. He has the, he has the range of shots and, and and some people say I think Dan Weston's one of them is on the show sometimes that he thinks Crawley will eventually be a good English a good England player in white ball cricket, but the red ball stuff might not be for him. Sure, I I, I think he could have he could be England Saywag, not not obviously that good, but <laughs> along those lines, you see what I mean? I love it. Yeah, um, like I don't for a second make. I don't want this to sound like I don't think Crawley's a good player because I do. And I and I'm, I would absolutely love for him to succeed for a number of reasons. Um, but he just, I, I said this to a friend yesterday, I texted him and I was like, what I've just said here was like, I don't feel like we've learned anything new about him. This is just Pete Crawley. And he was like, I feel like this is, that's what comes with time. This is the kind of idea of he's still like a 23 year old batter over getting experience. That's when you learn how to churn out your runs. And it's probably an, in, an interesting kind of, uh, kind of part of the debate about like England's selection policy of like guys are learning on the job basically. So in theory, if Crawley had learned to turn out those runs for Kent and come in, and then he had this high ceiling and he had the kind of uh, kind of very competent kind of median mark. Whereas at the moment we're just seeing the kind of brilliant nowhere. Um, and so yeah, I think hopefully he can take in some confidence from this. If he scores more runs in Hobart, he'll open in the West Indies, and all of a sudden you've got a run of games in you. And like when he was walking off yesterday, I was on a, um, I was actually whispering quietly on a bootleg Fox Sports stream, and Michael Vaughan was like, "There's the future of English cricket walking <laughs> off right now." Like he was, he was in. Like the, the, he, this is what Zach Crawley does to you. He makes you want to believe, and um, absolutely, like that the white ball point. You can see it. He stands there. Yeah. His white ball record when he came into the England side, fantastic. He played very well in the 100 and the glass for Kent. Um, yeah, I'm still, I don't feel like I've learned anything more from him, but I'm, I've enjoyed what I saw. Yeah, if Dan Weston was here, he'd be talking about the bell curve and and how this doesn't make Crawley a better player. This is just, you know, one in 20 innings, he's going to bash one out like this. Um, maybe yeah. maybe yeah. I'll use Silly Dan Weston's better, better phraseology man. next time. <laughs> Until he starts doing it every time and shifts the bell curve up. Yeah, but I, I, this was probably the first time I've ever seen Crawley play and been like, oh, I, 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 I get it. I can kind of get this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because yesterday we finished, I feel like we finished the show yesterday. I was like, the Crawley honey trap's coming out, guys. And you went, (laughs) no, no way. Not for me. I'm not saying. No, I knew that must have been Ross. I said he was going to get a ton. And I put that on Twitter to, to, Jack, Jack did say that. 
Um, and the first seven, innings, though, not that one. I'll, I'll take 77. Uh, at the other end, Max, Hasib Hamid. Is Burns back for the last test? No. Uh, it's, t- it's a tough one, isn't it? I thought you can't send Hamid out you, again. You can't. It's too, it'd be too much. It'd be kicking a man out of wouldn't it? Yeah, I think just just let him let him have this one and then quietly, uh, quietly shuffle him off into the distance. I think it would be too too much of. I think it'd be bad man management to drop him now. I think for to and to you know, replace him with the man that he dropped in the first place. The mistake was dropping Burns. I don't think Burns was the man to drop initially. No. I think they probably should have dropped Hamid. Mm. But you know they they made that decision. Once again, it's a case of a, a bad initial decision begetting further bad decisions. But um. Yeah, you know the series is gone. We've avoided our whitewash. Let's let's not worry about it. Let's just uh, let let Hamid have his one. Let's let, give him a chance. Give him one more chance to salvage a bit of pride from this series, and then uh, be like, okay, yeah. look, you're not you're not the one. I think I'm he's right gone. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's I think it's quite a simple. He's had seven, like seven tests in a row now. Or would he come in for the last two in India in the India home series? So he's had six, and like. It is, it is. I think you mentioned there, like it was an initial bad decision that's going leading to more bad decisions. And the whole kind of whole, whole idea of the, 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 the fears about Hamid have played out. So for a lot of people, it's not a hindsight decision of he shouldn't have mm. played. A lot of people believe that going into the series. And I just don't think he doesn't look like yesterday. There was a point where Crawley was on 40 off 60 and Hamid was on nine of 60 or nine of 57 and then nicked off next ball and you're there and you're like we just have two such contrasting styles there and weirdly the kind of the crawly train having just having just poured cold water over it myself I was looking at Hamid I was like I don't know where you're going I don't know when you're scoring a run like I don't know how I, I don't think he knew he, got, like, he, he was he, the siblings he was dropped once as well he was basically out the same way twice but Kerry yeah. just caught one yeah. and, and dropped the other <laughs> I think I could see I could see what with the the decimation to England's middle order I could see Burns coming in and Crawley batting three or Hamid batting three or something like that something no you've got to keep you've got but, to keep Milan because he's actually scored some runs like he, he might be going through a, a sticky patch now but he has yeah. in recent history scored some runs Hamid has done nothing the worst the oval the worst, the person who's going to be most upset about yesterday's match is Dominic Sibley because he mm. he was he was opening <laughs> up for the West Indies two years if, ago. He was on the plane. If if Crawley hadn't got any runs yesterday and then didn't get any in Hobart, Burns and Sibley straight back in one and two for the Windies. Now Crawley's going to have that spot going into the West Indies, and it's going to be one of either Sibley or Burns going into the taking the other spot is my is my I don't even think it's a hot yeah, take I don't, I, a million pounds on it <laughs> yeah. I don't, the thing is though I mean obviously obviously my Milan's had a good good series in Australia but he's not going to be the the future of England's number three is he let's let's face it and I think that it yeah we'll probably end up in a situation where we have Sibley Crawley so Sibley Burns yeah. and then Crawley at three we'll probably be that'll probably be the likely end game if Sibley can you know get back into some form but I mean yeah I mean uh, it, there's absolutely no chance for me it will be Playing in the West Indies, it's just whether or not they uh, decide to um, give him a farewell him lap, or give him yeah, give him one last uh, one last hurrah before. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't. Even, I wouldn't even time in five years. Well, you don't look. You don't want to pick him in case he gets fifty, and then you have to take him to the West Indies. That's what my thinking would be. That's such club cricket selection. We don't want to pick that guy from the threes. We don't like him, and if he scores some runs, we have to keep him. I don't want it. It's club um, cricket selection, but also England cricket selection. Yeah. 
I think it, it, I think Milan's interesting in that it shows how quickly things change. And I saw saw some reports about him just being absolutely cooked, basically. And we have this idea of like he's had this good series. He started with a couple of eighties, and now he's just he's in with the rest of the guys. He's averaging twenty six for the series. He's at risk of like a really promising start, having just kind of kind of disintegrating. I saw some really yeah. interesting kind of takes about whether Milan's a, a number three away from home and a number five at home. Um, whether and that was probably after his couple of to his two eighties, kind of his apparent weaknesses, kind of when the ball's nipping around a bit. But he is still a very strong player, um, and so if you move down to five and the subsequent shuffling arounds that that would uh, involve. We can work that out later today, but then you can have that top three of like Sibley, Burns, Crawley, and shuffle it whichever way you want. But I don't know. I don't know. He Milan's gone off the ball a bit. I don't know. I don't think you drop him. I think you keep him. But he isn't that kind of stowed, that kind of um in that rock position where you go, you know what, we can we can drop him down to five to be at home because he's such a strong, flexible player. You might want to keep him in the same place so you're not seeing to muck him around. Um yeah, I mean, it's a better problem that we're... Crawley scoring runs, creating problems is a much better problem than what we had a week ago when it was... Yeah, that, was our that problem, is true. Our problem yeah, is yeah. no one scored a bean and um, we don't know what to do about it. <laughs> now we've got... Well, we've got four people who who might score runs now. We've got Crawley, Root, uh, Bairstow and Stokes is back. That's, that's like yeah. nearly a cricket team. <laughs> so that's four that's two thirds of the way to a top six. Oh my god yeah and by like runs we mean like my average over 30 um if you're oh. if you're watching on youtube by the way just a quick shout out to you thanks for for joining us i, I can see we've got uh kiriakos london e148 yod vasanthi the chat um if you wouldn't mind clicking like that helps with the algorithm and that's really what the cricket podcast is all about uh, a way to exploit YouTube's al- algorithm for a very, very small amount of cash. We're going to skip what Jack was trying to say. Is what the cricket podcast is all about is sharing our love of cricket and, uh, yeah, and analysis yeah. of the game with uh, with other people, and we want yes. as many other people to enjoy that as possible. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah. YouTube, YouTube's probably listening to this, and now it's going to put us down the algorithm. Um, we're going to skip through the, the middle session because I think I checked with everyone and we were mainly asleep. Uh, not to, to reveal too much about the show, but we don't all stay up every night and we don't watch every day's play cricket ever um, when, when producing this. Sometimes we do go to bed and sometimes yeah. we do go to work. Um, but we get, we get round that by watching extensive highlights and, and so on. Um, what happens to we me... Can, we, we can simply talk about the, the second session and that uh, Bairstow and Stokes batted really batted well. That's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Nothing happened. We all um, felt safe. When, <laughs> yes. These lads are fine. We slept, we slept soundly. About six-ish in the morning, I was arisen from my slumber. I didn't set an alarm. It just happened naturally. Uh, like an angel. The angel, the angel Gabriel. Shannon the Gabriel. angel Shannon Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> angel Shannon Gabriel of cricket. Uh, woke me a up scary and, sight to wake up. And I... I, I was like, well, something good in the cricket must be happening. I turned it on and I know either immediately or, 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 or it just happened. I was quite sleepy. Um, Pat Cummins is smashing like the Incredible Hulk through England's lower middle order, dismissing Butler and uh, the other bloke, Wood. Um, 
I, 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 Crickviz put up how much swing there was 3.93 degrees of swing. And I wish they'd put this up in like what real people use to, to, to measure how much a ball moves, like 40 centimeters or a foot, you know, <laughs> like, I don't really know what that means. It, they said it was like the third highest of the whole series. Um, it was a freakish delivery. It was so fast. Um, I'm talking about this ball, the ball he belted wood. Yeah. Um, flipping hell. He, he is some player, isn't he? Uh, the, the, the cum dog, Max. Yeah, and uh, I think what's what's great for Australia is that he's still doing this as captain. You know, he's got that extra extra responsibility that he has to consider, and I think he's done that pretty well so far as well. And um, that's obviously not detracted from his ability with the ball. That was um, that was scary, wasn't it? That's that's when you're you're a batsman and you're like, I I really not enjoy. It. I don't want to be here. Don't please don't please stop it. It hurts. Yeah. They have, um, yeah. I saw this is something that <clears throat> I've seen both um, Jared Kimber and Tim, a point Jared Kimber and Tim Wigmore have made that they kind of Pat Cummins might be like the apex of fast bowling in history, and that we've we've had more accurate bowlers and we've had faster bowlers, but we've never had a bowler who is as fast and as accurate as Pat Cummings, but Pat Cummins basically, and he is he does fall into that other side of the kind of. I, you hear a criticism of someone like Chris Wokes in Australia and they go like, oh, he's just a bit of a bowling machine, like same place all the time. What, what, what do you want? What do you expect? And then with Pat Cummins, it's like, oh, mate, he's a bowling machine. Like he never misses. <laughs> he's like, he's like, and the guy is just, he's phenomenal. And his numbers, he, he's gone past that kind of, this is the damn Western bell curve again. It's, it's not like Carl Jameson or small sample size, like he has a ridiculous record. He's now kind of like 30 odd, almost 40 tests in his career, into his career. Averages 20 with the ball. And the kind of great thing about Cummins is because he's so accurate and because he has such this kind of repetitive, uh, kind of relentless bowling method, it doesn't vary. His results don't vary depending on where he is. It's not like he's using the conditions in the air. He's just bowling really fast at the top of off stump over and over again. And that is a really good idea in cricket. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a, another Crickviz metric that I, 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 so I think he does a bit more than this. Is what I, is what I'm going to say, and yeah. I'll preface that with the Crickviz metric that makes me think that. So the Crickviz they have expected average on on balls bowled, and and if you don't know what that means, they basically use all the the Hawkeye data, the ball tracking, and they say the chance of that ball taking a wicket is one percent, and they look at all of the balls you bowl. They add up all of the the percent chances of any or, or every ball that you've bowled, and they say that's the number of wickets you should take. And and they do the same thing with runs. Divide it, they get an expected average. Um, Cummins registers really quite high on that. It's, I think I think um, Ben Jones revealed it, and, and it was like twenty seven, twenty eight, which is a lot lot higher than his bowling average which he's a been able to sustain for a very long time as you were saying cameron um like, yeah. like beyond the point at which you say this is this is sample size related he's bowled you know eight thousand deliveries in test cricket now <laughs> it's it's i think we can be pretty sure he's quite good is that um, not just telling you that expected average is bollocks well yes it is telling you that <laughs> but I, I think what it's telling you is that the the that what I expected that average card measure is the intangibles and and the sort of softer skills if you like that are required to be a good bowler so where do you bowl to specific batters what do you what what are the sequences mm. of the deliveries that you you bowl like how do you set someone up for that vicious in swinging yorker for example yeah. and i i think that's where you see cummins be so good so it's not only can he bowl at the top of our stump over and over and over again 
But if he knows that actually you are vulnerable to a ball that's a little bit further pitched up, he can basically walk it down, put it where he wants it, and, and do that to you. Uh, and if he's he knows playing, you're... He's playing Brian Lara cricket. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. He's yeah. got and a really he... small circle on the screen. He just pumps <laughs> it there. And if he knows you're vulnerable to a back of the length ball dug in at the ribs, he'll he'll bowl it to you there. Uh, if you're Joe Root and in England and he knows that you you're a bit weak to the nip backer, he'll just fire nip backers at you all day long until he gets your LBW. Um, that's what I think is so amazing about Cummins. And and then like this this in swinging Yorker, mate. If it, I saw Jasper Broomer bowl that spell at the Oval, the reverse the reverse swing spell mm. and and that was i think the best bowling i've ever seen live um i thought i don't i thought maybe some of the best bowling i've ever seen and, and i i think this little mini spell from cummins sort of blew it out of the water i mean i that ball to, to wood i have never seen anything like that that looked like something that you could do with a baseball like it's not it's not natural to, to be able to bowl that delivery and if you look at wood wood doesn't even try and hit it <laughs> he gives up trying <laughs> to hit the ball it halfway down and, and we know Wood's a, a number eight and he's an over-promoted number eight but like Wood sees that and he's like you know at, at best this is going to be uh, like just outside off stump yeah. so I'll, I'll get I, I'm going to have to get my bat involved <laughs> by, by the time it's halfway down he's like virtually completely sideways uh, just 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 stunning 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 it's just pure like pure survival but not of your wicket it's just your yourself you're just like get out of the way I can't I can't risk yeah, being we'll, hit by this basically we'll probably find out that that broke his foot as well and he'll be out of the fifth ten. that'd be good and then he reviewed it and he was like I was like how yeah. I mean I, I mean I'm assuming he reviewed it because they had two reviews and they were like mm. I was an LBW but yeah. it, it, it was that like and how that, could because... you because we well, just know where he is. See where it hit him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what he's he walked down the other end. He's like, "Where's that hit you? Could I, was it outside the line? I have no idea, mate. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where everyone. Did he? Did he bowl? Uh, it was. It was great. Uh, let's, so, so that happens, and it sets up this this amazing final fifteen overs where we're going for the draw. We've talked about how the draw is vital for Test cricket, and and, and so on and so on. Um, I, I think at that point it was what uh, I, I think 18 overs to go three wickets Bairstow in um, Bairstow is winkled out by Scott Boland who's you know a, a, another 30 for three for him or three for 30 uh, insane it's insane what he's been able to do um, so far and then we have Jack Leach Max who, who comes in mm. The hero of Headingley, or not not the hero of Headingley, that's Stokes, but the 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 Robin to Stokes is Batman at Headingley. And and uh it's it's Robin's time to shine. Well, I, I think um Jack Leach has clearly taken on something from that that Headingley experience of, of you know, it all he had to do there was survive, and he's obviously famously scored one not out. But since then, I get the impression he's actually worked a bit on uh, on scoring some runs because he played a few shots. He's played a few shots uh, a couple of times in his uh, few opportunities he's had this series. And I think he's actually uh, clearly worked a bit on, on his batting because he's probably realised that if he wants to be in the England side, he needs to be able to bat a bit because we don't pick spinners unless they can bat a bit. And um, he looks he looks really good. He looks really solid. I've, I've been quite... I'm, I think Leach should be batting eight in this side. I, like I would that. have Leach playing eight above Wood all day long. <laughs> right, so... He's played two summer drives. Get him up. 
Yeah, Mark. yeah. I, Wait, you're forgetting you're forgetting the '90s scored against Ireland opening the batting. I, I was there. Oh my god! Yeah, I was watching this. I was watching this, yeah. and I was thinking, all right, I'll accept it. Leach isn't a number eleven; he's a number ten. Um, yeah, you want it back? Hey, Woods and number ten. Woods we have well. we have actual like, people. We have like Chris Wokes is an option at eight, and you're like yeah. no, Leach I'm, Wokes. No, no, I'm, talking, I'm talking about I'm talking about in this lineup where we picked two number tens and two number elevens. I'd put oh, Leach right. above Wood. Okay, well Wood did Wood got thirty nine in the first innings. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. But he, he got it. He got it. Wanted, he, Max wanted him at seven. <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> He got it in the way that Jasper Brummer got fifty against England because because they just kept bowling at his this shoulder is, and he kept cooking. Wood, Wood Wood has a fifty against New Zealand as well, doesn't he? Or 40, 40 odd against New Zealand. Yeah. Wood Wood actually Wood's a number nine, I'd say maybe he, a good okay. number ten. They're all right. like you know, Leach is fine like at nine. Point, they yeah. got it right. I mean, they got it right. Point, it's kind of pointless. But no, no he's, and he's got something. He's got he's got something about him when he's batting. He can he can dig he can. Stick around for a bit. If like if you've got a bowler that you want to try and see out a game, I'll, 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 Jack Leach isn't the worst man for the job. Anyway, Leach takes it all the way down to the point at which the umpires decide it's too dark for Pat Cummins to bowl. So Pat Cummins was going to have a, a four-over spell at the end. He bowls two overs, and Stuart Broad, who'd been moaning about the light, he backed for 35 balls. I don't know how, how many minutes that was, probably about 50 minutes. I reckon he, he spent... You know, he was either facing up, to, 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 to receive a delivery or he was talking to the umpire about how bad the light was. He was in two nice. modes. It was a completely binary classic. innings. That's um, classic. Tetris. classic. <laughs> Eventually the umpires acquiesced to his request and uh, Steve Smith came into the attack and then... <laughs> uh, actually, I want to just talk really briefly about Stuart Broad's batting. I, like, he, he batted properly today. It was like watching old yeah. Broad. Um, he, he didn't run away from the ball. He... Faced more well, Stuart Broad's than Leach. no longer scared. He should he should he should bat eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah. Broad at eight. Um, uh, it was, it was eight. It, he played he played pretty well, Broad. Uh, there was one there was one ball, I, I think it was Cummins, put him on his back, and there's a great photo of it that the ECB tweeted, and I think we tweeted it as well, um, where he is completely upside down with his feet perfectly sort of at the same height, and it looks like someone has photoshopped a man. And turned them upside like a man bending over, and just photoshopped and turned them upside down, and and put them in front of them for some stumps. But actually, it was it was broad, doing broad things. Um, then Steve Smith Smith comes on, and I hubris got to me, Matt. So I tweeted from the the main account, if 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 Steve Smith fucks us, then that's it. We're can't, we're going to end the cricket podcast. It was all right for five yeah. balls, and and then <laughs> and then he did it. He took the wicket. That was close. Um, how nervous were you, Cameron, going into the final two overs? I think it's one of those, it's a great rare moment where you, the, the kind of versatility of test cricket shows in that you've got Stuart Broad, you've got Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, 320 test matches between them, and they're standing there together in a situation they won't have encountered before. At least not together. Obviously, Anderson's tried to play out last ball overs before, whatever. But... Um, yeah, it's, it, at that point, the kind of the, the heartbreak of failure is going to be so much more than the kind of joy of a draw. Um, but it was nerve wracking. But at the same time, just get it done, lads. Get it done. No yeah. problem. Have a bat. And the, I think it's kind of that last ball from Smith to Anderson just was so bad. 
which is lovely. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. And so it you're was. so nervous. And then Anderson's you can standing there. You see like, Anderson was actually surprised at how yeah. bad it was. He shoulders You can see the glee. Yeah. You can see the glee in his eyes before Smith he releases the ball. Anderson's shoulders just drop in relief. Like, oh my God. Yeah. You rolled that. <laughs> You could genuinely see that. You could genuinely yeah. see it. Yeah, everyone. There we go. I, I reckon it it might have bounced in, in Steve Smith's quarter. It was it was it was so yeah. short. It, it, it was a yeah. real let off. Um, with, um, but no, it's it's an amazing moment. And it also we mentioned the Sri Lanka um kind of game. It was it was that Moeen Ali's like second test match and he scored a hundred, probably his best, what arguably one of his best test innings ever. And Anderson got out on the kind of the last or the penultimate ball of the day to lose. And you can saw like the desolate, the last, ball. last ball. And you see the desolation in his face, he kind of sinks to the ground. And there's yeah. no way Anderson doesn't stand there in the last over. And then with five balls to go, four balls to go, three balls to go, two balls to go. There's Have that monkey is always going to be on his shoulders where he goes like, yeah. this has happened before. Like, I, I, mm. I can't let this possibly happen again. And he, the only reason he's still playing is because he still cares and he still loves it and he's still so emotionally invested in it. And so he'll they they will we've mentioned this earlier. I think I think everyone went back into the change room. They had one, maybe two drinks, and then they all just went, let's just go to bed. I we're, reckon we're it's still up, mate. I, I, don't, I reckon I reckon they'll <laughs> properly be on it. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon it would be 11:30 at night. Joe Roots put a message in the group chat said, Well done today, lads, kiss, kiss, and everyone's just gone to sleep. No, Cheers, no you've got you've got Mark to celebrate Woods, the, Mark the big Woods wins. Mark Woods posted a gif in response. Mark yeah. Woods, some, some sort of weird. But actually, a few of them don't drink. Mark Wood doesn't drink, does he? He won't be on the he won't be on the lash. You wouldn't think, but um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, we we're going to move on to questions now. Um, try and wrap this show up in under an hour. We've got. 13, 14 minutes to do that. So we, sh- we should be able, to be able to. One more reminder, if you're watching on YouTube or if, or if you're listening on Spotify, whatever it is, hit like, hit subscribe, hit follow. If, if, if you're on Spotify or Apple, leave a review or, or just click five stars. You don't have to write anything. Just click five stars. Um, and we're sponsored by Serious Cricket. Serious Cricket um, do cricket equipment um, and you can get 10% off at Serious Cricket using the code TCP10, seriouscricket.co.uk. Get yourself a new bat. For the for for next season, you, you can get the get them all. Uh, what are you looking for, Cameron? You got you got your eye on some new gear. Yeah, I mentioned um, need some new spikes. Uh, my pads, oh. my pad straps ripping a little bit, so that could be oh, another you one. Get some pads. Don't be yeah. don't be do a tendulkar and be batting buckles into your thirties. Like get. Get some, get some proper pads. If there was any way um, I was going to do a tendulkar, it would it would be that way. So, I'll, I'll <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I might get some gloves. I've got I've got a pair of old Adidas gloves, which are which are all right, but um, could do an upgrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're going to start with Patreon, where and we didn't plug Patreon earlier. Patreon.co. Patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod if you want to give to the show directly. Um, we've had a few people sign up recently. I think Lard was the last one, and he has sent us a question. Uh, and we will answer it. So if you if you are a patron, we'll always talk about you and talk about your name on the show as well as some other stuff. Go over to Patreon. It's in the show notes. That's all you need to know. Uh Lan says, Hey guys. Hey Lan. Um, what's a realistic target for England's test team in 2022? 12 tests. Two away in Oz, three uh, away in the West Indies, three against New Zealand at home, 
one India at home, three South Africa at home. I thought there was a Pakistan series later in the year, but maybe there isn't. Um, he says uh, his his thoughts are two series wins against South Africa at home and, and West Indies away seems like real progress. Um, six test wins overall seems like it would be a pretty decent year, though imagine the team will be panned for it. So 12 matches, you know the teams. What's a good year for you, Max? Um, I think... South Africa at home will be, uh, I think that will be a really close series um, from watching, from having seen how they performed against uh, India. I think that's going to be probably tighter than we'd, uh, than we'd like it to be. But I think we should be looking to win that series uh, for sure. West Indies away, I think, um, again, a positive result there. I mean, if we draw that away, I probably wouldn't be the end of the world because we have gone over and surprisingly lost there in the past. So, um, yeah, not losing there would be good. India, you know, that's that's a one-off, like whatever happens there. I, I, I wouldn't worry about that too much because that's a bit of a weird standalone thing. Um, and then New Zealand, uh, I mean, well, you know, they lost to Bangladesh, so we got to beat them 3-0. Yeah, so I here's Easy what I think. I think it's a lot. Like, I think getting a draw against Australia is all, already the year is off to That's a better start than, good, than, yeah. than expected. Yeah. You know, they're they're one fluky win away, and I looked this up from matching the second best away performance by by England in Australia. Uh, obviously, even away here yeah, in in our lifetimes. Um, you know, three one is a that's good. That we need to mm. change what we think is good in Australia. Like by any recent measure, if if they if they won the next test, that would be like you know that's a decent tour. Forget all the forget the first three tests. We can write that off. Decent tour. Um, I don't think they will. Obviously, I think it's going to be four nil. But um, but you know, the West Indies away two one is what they should be aiming for. I think, and I think they could get that. Um, you never really know with the West Indies though, do you? They mm. they 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 they've been okay at home in test matches recently, and their batting's bad. Their batting's bad. So I, I think I've got, got hope there. Um, New Zealand at home, win one of those tests. Win a test, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and hope for maybe a one-all. Um, India, yeah, that's uh, anything can happen in that match. Like, literally anything. I mean, India are just going to fly in and play, play a test, basically, aren't they? That They could be really undercooked yeah. and, and lose, or, or they could be as pumped up as they were in the summer and, you know, Destroy England. Batter us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. And then South Africa, 2-1 at home. I think they should be aiming for. Cameron, your thoughts? Yeah, I was just thinking when, when we were, when you guys were walking it through there, if I kind of take away the Ashes, two Ashes tests, you've got 10 test matches there. And I actually don't... The results of all 10 of them could go either way. I think we could have a really exciting year in that we could... We're at a low ebb. I think the West Indies series is actually really important just in terms of like a confidence and we're kind of rebuilding the, the team kind of way and we haven't we, we've not done brilliantly in West Indies in our last couple of no. tours there um so the idea that that's a kind of guaranteed victory is kind of way off the mark and then we've got two series against two very competent sides at home I think we'll have we, we could be it at the end of these 10 test matches thinking we are a great team again because we've nabbed three series <laughs> victories and that would be <laughs> That we've would won. be quite a bad outcome. But yeah, no, we'll go. We've won all of them. This no, is amazing. In a, in, a, in a completely weird way, that would be bad. It would be papering over the cracks. <laughs> it would be bad to win. That's okay. Well, what cracks are you papering over if you win seven of those 10 tests? But, um, <laughs> you, you... 
Yeah, yeah, or yeah. equally, the this current low web we think we are could be even. We might not have hit rock bottom yet because we might lose all those three series two one. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm excited in that sense because often you go into a test series and you kind of know who's going to win, mm. um, and that's not the case with these. I think teams, the, so. the, yeah. the team that keep on giving. Um, should be a good year. <laughs> I, no, I yeah, I, I I kind of agree with that. I mean, it's what I, I think if they win five tests, that's par. Five, five of the, the 10 tests, I, I don't think they're going to win at Hobart. Um, so you can write that one off. They, the next 10, they have a chance at all of them. Five, five tests is par. Six is a pretty good performance. Seven would be a great year. Um, I, I think that would genuinely be, you know, amazing. That, yeah, at home, those six tests at home, like I know New Zealand are good and, and, and South Africa look pretty useful in the bowling department at least. But I, England in England against less than elite players can be absolutely devastating with the ball. Um, yeah. I think South Africa in particular will really struggle um, with, with the bat here. Uh, New Zealand, they, they, they have like a, a pretty solid batting lineup. So I, I think it applies less to them, but I, I think in one of those tests, England will get to them. Um, it's, 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 it, I just don't think they'll have to sustain success. So I think they, you know, they could win four home tests quite, quite, you know, that's well within the realms of possibility. Uh, and then, pick up one or two in, in West Indies and they had a good year. Um, so that's what I think there. And then we had one from um, Adam Dallimore as well. Uh, just a thought and a bit late, but with the one that hit the stumps when Stokes left it, so we're going back to yesterday, uh, in, in the first things, the bails weren't removed. This is a bit of a, you are the umpire type question here. Uh, say the ball skimmed the pad, he was given out on field and then the ball went on and hit the stumps with the bails not being removed. Would it have been fair to give Stokes out knowing the ball was hitting the stumps but didn't remove the bales bit of a strange one uh, I don't know just the thought so I think that would be out and I think you'd assume that the ball hitting the pad caused the ball not to smash the stumps hard enough to yeah, to, yeah. If, like if you if you I, I imagine this must have happened in cricket at some point somewhere in the world somebody's been hit by like by a Yorker middle of middle it's going to be LBW and then the ball, ball has like trickled onto the stumps and not knocked the bales off that's that is out LBW like so I, I, that's my thinking there is um it is a nice like correct is our lbw but it, it did shine shine on this kind of weird black hole in the rules of that saying this kind of uh we can get this hypothetical universe where the ball had skimmed the pad so it made literally no difference <laughs> to the impact on the stump ben stokes on would be a given one out. atom deflection what on a one atom deflection ben stokes would be out leg before wicket because it's hit his because his legs have prevented the ball from removing the bales of the stumps but then the ball hit the stumps and the bales didn't come off so he's kind of it's all it's all ipso facto yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. mugged up but it's out it's definitely out it, it, i can't believe it was given out on on the field i, don't, I, don't... I think you just don't know what's going on you just like <laughs> that has to be out they seem to think yeah. it's out maybe he gave it out bold he was just <laughs> like it was nowhere near i I, I think it also shows why, partly, it's, this isn't a completely the reason, but it does show why umpire's call is sort of there because that, that does happen sometimes. You, you can't necessarily be sure uh, about um, these things. Um, and then we've, well, we've got five minutes. We've got time for maybe a couple of questions from the twit. Um, so bear with me while I get that up because I should have had it loaded. That's the, that's the way you should do podcasts. But... Um, but not no, how we do them, you know. We, we're, we're reaching the end of the the ashes. We're all we're all tired. We're all making mistakes. It's fine. Don't um, worry about it. 
Vinay asks, and this is quite an interesting question, what went wrong for Australia that meant they didn't, they weren't able to secure a victory in spite of coming so close and, and they were the hot favourites? So some people have had a pop at Pat Cummins' declaration here. Would, would, was that a problem, do you think, anyone? Uh, I, I liked the declaration. I was, yeah. I thought it was pretty aggressive, to be honest, you know, with the knowledge that there was some weather around. Um, it was, I mean, you can see, because England weren't, Miles away, two seventy nine for nine. And what was the target? Three three eighty fifty eight three eighty. Yeah, so, 380. I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't miles away. If you he couldn't declare much you, earlier, if you declare fifty runs earlier, England are in an outside chance of actually winning the test. You know, that's not really a, a position you want to be in. I think they, yeah, you know, without, uh, you know, there was there was bad light at the end. If the fastball, if Pat Cummins had four overs at the death, that could well have changed it. You know, there was the rain after lunch. There was always rain around, and there was the, the declaration. The first innings, I was I quite liked as well. I thought that was pretty, pretty well timed. I, I I think he did. I think he did pretty well, and was just you know, England actually stood up and fought for a bit, and there was a bit of yeah. weather to help them along. They dropped a couple of catches. That probably makes a difference. Yeah. And, and the weather didn't help them. It's it probably a little bit of bad yeah. luck, and, and England actually turned up. Uh, we got one from Knackle. Um, thoughts on Sam Billings? This is a mad question, Knackle. I, I think he's trying to derail the show. <laughs> thoughts on, on Sam B- Billings as a left field test keeper captain option, Cameron? Oh, this this is gathering steam as like the the, the on vogue like hot hot take basically. Is it's it? All like, Are you serious? Yeah, all like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen this is the third time I've seen it at least. Um, I remember, and weirdly, because I remember what we've people have spoken about before, like what England would give for like a kind of a Tim Payne figure, basically just average thirty, about seven, safe pair of hands. I think some saucy text messages. I yeah, absolutely, uh, or not absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think if I think there's two different things here. Joe Root, I don't personally think Joe Root's the problem. I think he wants to stay on as captain. If Joe Root didn't want to stay on as captain, I think that I honestly, as mental as that sounds. I don't. I wouldn't agree with it, but I don't think you're in too many parallel universes before it happens. I think you're you're in Sam Bennings getting fifty in Hobart, Joe Root saying I don't want it anymore. People looking around who in the squad's been um, who has the least baggage and has the most leadership um, experience. There's no chance this is happening. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Stick a grid on it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not interested in this discussion. This I, don't is think that. I also don't think it's a very good good idea right, got- at all. We've got two minutes. We're going to try and get two questions in. Um, one, this is specifically for you, Cameron. You've been tagged in this. NJ18 yeah. says, does Cameron still think Shardell Tacker is shit at bowling? I don't know where this is come from. <laughs> I, I, I read that. I, we, we started recording and I opened up the questions and I was there like, what? Like, I, I don't think I've said that. So, um, yeah, NJ18, I'm, I'm sure. I think it might be the, the I, I wrote a piece for Wisdom where... I said he was more than the sum of his parts or something like that. So I'm really sorry. But that was off the back of him taking seven for. So, uh, well, bold. Yeah. Uh, just to say, Tim, Harry, VJ, thanks for your questions. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet a reply to them. I don't we've got, just haven't got quite enough time to to do them now. Uh, and um, to, to finish off in the chat before we wrap up the show, Vasant has been asking over and over again, so we will, we will get to the shooting and bring back some old players like Robson, Libby, Vince, who don't have quirky techniques. I, I think we'll probably see you know one of them, two of them at some point over the, over the next 12 months. You know, we're happy now that England have batted okay, but there are still some problems. Um, maybe Milan's sinking back into the mire. Maybe this is a false dawn for Crawley. What are they going to do with Hamid? Um, it's this, 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 this question marks aren't there? So I, I think I don't think that's a bad no. idea. Right, we're going to wrap up uh, at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Like, subscribe, follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. 
uh, TCP10, seriouscricket.co.uk. It's the end of the podcast. Just go and do this now. Open the link in the show notes, seriouscricket.co.uk, TCP10 for 10% off cricket equipment. Get yourself sorted out. Winter nets are coming. Uh, it's it's sunny outside. You'll be able to go and do an outdoor net at some point in the next 40 days. It will, it will have one of those nice global warming weird days in February <laughs> when you can just pop down the nets, turn your arm over, try out your new bat. Um, so, so get it all sorted. If you've got a knock in a bat, it's going to take you months as well. Like nobody knocks in a bat quickly. It's it's 10 minutes a day forever. So do that, TCP10, seriouscricket.co.uk. Cameron, where can people find you? Uh, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, yeah, just on Twitter, really. Um, at Cameron Punts, being my name. There That's we are. Um, the Cricket Podcast says goodbye. We'll be back at some point in the next week or so. Cheerio. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.